0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24 7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: Final segment on a Wednesday. It's Euler flying solo here on the Blitz at Wesley Euler. That's where you sauce those tweets. I'll take your questions, comments, concerns, reactions, everything in between at Wesley Euler again on Twitter. Um, anything you want Steelers related football related sports related elsewhere you know I love to chase the shiny silver object you get at me I'm gonna get to your tweets here and just about oh let's see eight minutes or so from now but before we fully dive into your reaction get to some of your questions uh comments and concerns I wanted to play a little cam Hayward I've mentioned before, I've told you guys, the DVE Morning Show, they get some of the best Steelers guests, I think the best Steelers guests in this town, uh, just a lot of great regulars on there to break it all down. And I'm not talking like just your normal Pittsburgh media regulars, you know, like like Stan Saverin, right? I'm talking about people um like Cam Hayward people like Dave Damashek I I think they do a really good job uh, not only of talking to the Stan Saverins and the Missy Matthews and the Charlie Batch and and, and all those you know Steelers people but also from the Steelers directly and also from some Steelers experts, maybe outside of the Pittsburgh bubble, like with Dave Damaschek. Uh Dave Damoshek, Cam Hayward, I think probably my my two favorite guests, Gene's territory as well, too. They get some great ones. Uh, but Cam Hayward taking some time to uh, to catch up post Lions game with uh, the DVE morning show here. All his thoughts on the tie, everything that transpired on Sunday. Here's our guy, your captain and my favorite Pittsburgh Steeler currently defensive player of the year. Cam Hayward.
0: It's your radio home at the Pittsburgh Steelers. 102.5 DBE, Randy Bauman, and the DBE Morning Show. Our next guest, sponsored by your neighborhood Ford stores from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cam Hayward. Cam, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Look, you had a great game. I thought Sunday. You played great. Uh, the rest of the defense, uh, uh, not not as great as I wanted them to. Mike is banging the drum over here saying, you know, defensively, we held the Lions. They. They held the Lions to their average point total, less than their average point total. 300 yards, 16 points. Yeah, and less than their average yards per game. Good enough to win. Yeah, good enough to win. This is a, a game that is on the offense. They underperformed. I know that's not how you look at things. Where you thought the defense came up short was it due to actually losing battles on the defensive line in particular or making mental mistakes?
2: Combination. Um, you know, I think uh, we're not getting up. We didn't get off blocks as great as we should have. Um, some of it was mental errors and not setting the front and getting lined up properly. Um, you know, and, you know, we, we say a lot of times, we and hands in the wrong gap, you know, you're going to create two adjacent holes. Um, And too many times we had that, and it put the defense at risk. Um, With them, they were more downhill running than uh, zone blocking. So, you know, when you get that, that's what happens. Um, You know, you can sit up here and say we had uh, given up 16 points, um, but we got our hands on some balls that I think we should have, you know, Created turnovers off on to get a short fields for our offense, um, and overall, I just think we got to play better.
0: Cam, I always look forward to your post games because you're one of the voices of the team, and, and you always seem to be wanting to set a tone. And there are times when you are uh, chewing nails up there, and there are times, such as Sunday, when you're very analytical and understanding. Uh, why did you take the tone you did? after that tie because I was expecting a little more venom and uh it was almost like you were trying to uh you know don't worry we can get over this sort of vibe that you were trying to express um
2: you know I just think uh you you got to walk the fine balance you know I can scream and yell and uh, on the field and you know on the sideline and um, deliver my point that way. Um, but sometimes you have to play a good cop as well. Um, and it's and, not you your know, usual you role camp. It's, it's not. Um, but with all the injuries I got, I got to play. I got to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny being able to laugh at that, but, yeah. um, <laughs> you, know, you know, I just think, you know, there's, you know, you have to, um, you know, sometimes you have to gauge uh, people, and you can't just be, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, and yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, it's, it's it's finding that happy medium where you got to, you know, inspire and sometimes challenge guys.
0: You know, when you say that word, it doesn't sound even it doesn't even sound. No, dirty. it doesn't sound work no. It doesn't sound bad at
1: all. <laughs> Cam, I wanted to ask you uh, what you thought of uh, your teammate Joe Showbert's Comer comments after the game talking about how you guys just need to to continue to take practice seriously and work on these things in practice and execute the plays in which you're trying to work on or the the failings that you've had in the
0: previous game. Do you you think that that's an issue for you guys or just something that you need to continue to do? I think it's something you can
2: continue to do. Um, You know, if you look at our team from last year, um, just roster-wise, there are a lot of new pieces in whether it's due to injuries, free agency, um, you know, trading for people um, or, you know, guys just getting a chance this year. Um, You know, I think you have to be locked in and understand uh, the magnitude of stuff. You know, so we were on a four-game winning streak. That shouldn't change the way you prepare. Um, You should be even more locked in um, because as you go down this road, You know, Coach always tells us the road gets narrower and you have to be able to focus and lock in um, and be able to thrive in these situations. Um, Did we get off the field um, at the end of the game? Yeah. Um, Were we put in some tough situations at the end of the game? Yeah. But how can we be even better? How can we start the game faster um, and not give up 16 points to put our offense in a hole?
0: Cam, uh, I know you told me Sunday that you're not John Norwing and you're never going to try to be, but uh do you have an expectation for TJ Watt playing Sunday and how big a concern is COVID right now for the Steelers?
2: Um, you know, with TJ, I just, <laughs> you know, uh I, all I can say is he's alive. <laughs> he's alive and kicking and uh, you know, I know TJ is going to be um trying his hardest to get back whenever he can, but you know, if he's not there, you know, coach always tells us one man's misfortune is, a, is another man's fortune. And it's got to be some new guys stepping up. Um, you know, we, I think guys got to understand injuries happen. Um, and, you know, people get, you know, are not able able to play every game. And I remember, uh, shoot, when I was 2015, we we went to Baltimore with Charlie Batch, and man, he won us he won us oh, that yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And, I remember. You that. know, that's a clear example. I I can remember other times where guys have been hurt, um, and we've needed other guys to step up. Shoot, we went to Denver one year, and I know we didn't win the game, but AB was out, and we had to have guys like Martavis Bryant and um, you know, Marcus Wheaton step up, and they did. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you're not a starter doesn't mean you can't play like a starter. Um, coach always calls them starters and waiting, so, you know, knuckle up and let's get ready.
0: Uh, last night, you had the Hayward House benefit at Coop DeVille. How did that go?
2: Man, it was awesome. Um, you know, I was just very appreciative of the support we got from not only the Steelers, my teammates, um, you know, but just the co- Pittsburgh community. Um, you know, we're, we're able to raise a lot of money um, that goes 100% out to so many different people. And, uh, you know, I'm just thankful for it. Uh, I know I'm in a blessed situation, but we're going to be able to bless a lot of people with this.
0: That's awesome. Uh, and if That's people want to check it out, you can go to Cam's the website for the Hayward House and donate online if you weren't able to be there last night. And, mm. uh, you know, I'm going to make sure I do that as soon as we, we pop off here. And uh, you're doing great stuff and carrying on the legacy of all those great Steelers before you. It's awesome to see you so involved in the community. I know that last week was a blip. I am not freaking out about it. I do hate seeing that one dangling off your the record. You know, 5-3-1. and one. And then you always have to think about that game like, oh, that was the worst game. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The only way you don't think about it is if you make the playoffs. So, you know, after that, then all bets are off. So, you know. I know it's um it's a ugly taste in our mouth right now but you know we're 5-3 and 1 so we got 9 games left. Let's see where, you know, the chips lie.
0: God, that sounds like a lot of games, doesn't it? 9 games. It's actually 8. <laughs> 8. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> 8 games left. 8 games?
2: Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah, 8 games. Yeah. yeah, you know. That's basically a high school football season. So, yeah. you know, we Start all over. All right.
0: Well, <laughs> let's pl- not play like high schoolers Sunday night. <laughs> in, in Los Angeles, SoFi though that gets filled up with Steeler fans. Yeah, you know,
2: um, you know, I, I've I've heard it's like a space station out there, um, and you know, I hope all of our fans travel well. I know it's good weather out there, um, so if you if you want to come out, you know, and experience a good game, I, I think you should make the trip.
0: Yeah, that'll be. It's going to be a good one, and another late one for us. That's the only thing I wish. You know, every time there's a late game, it goes to the last play. <laughs> like it keeps the entire town up all night. We did it with Chicago, <laughs> and even though that was a one o'clock game, it felt like we were up until midnight watching the Lions tie.
2: Well, Randy, I'll, I'll even break it down this way. I remember we played the Chargers a Monday night, and so yeah, you, you already lose a day preparing. Was that the Mike Vick game? Yeah. We got oh, yeah. back at like 6:30 in the morning. So we were already losing another day on top of that. <sighs> so we're going to we're going to probably get back around 6 here on next Monday. So I don't know, my, I'm, I'm going to have to beg my wife uh, for a couple extra hours of sleep yeah. when I get home.
1: <laughs> that's my favorite thing. You guys just played in a game. You're losing, the, but it's really about us.
0: Yeah. We got a bad night yeah. of sleep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you lost the whole day. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's hope for the best S- uh, Sunday night football. Once again, prime time. SoFi Stadium Steelers and Los Angeles Chargers, and you'll hear it right here on your radio home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5 DVE. Cam, thanks as always. Thank you. All Let's right, buddy. Good have done. Great stuff there, Cam Hayward
1: on the DVE Morning Show. Love that show. Love Cam. Love hearing Cam on that show. How about that? Thanks to DVE Morning Show producer extraordinaire Joe Rokicky for uh, for procuring that audio. For us great stuff as always um i i did say before i played that audio from cam there you know i i i mean it like i wasn't lying the, the dve morning show gets incredible Steelers guests um if you can't tune in that early in the morning if you're in a different area whatever uh you want to hear the dve morning show every single week they talk to cam hayward they talk to gene sterator they talk to charlie batch missy matthews um the list goes on and on and on. Dave Damashek, Stan Saverin, um, just a a CVS receipt of list of uh, of Prime Steelers guests uh, all throughout the fall and the winter. Um, if you can't catch that live, if you don't hear it here on the show, you can get the DVE uh, Morning Show podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just like you can get this show, the Steelers Blitz podcast wherever you get your podcast as well. It is the Steelers Blitz here on SNR time now to start closing down the show. And as always, when we do that, we get to uh, to your tweets on the twitter.com, at Wesley Euler. if you want to send me one in here on Wednesday afternoon uh, before I get out of here. I got a few bookmarked already. I'll do one last refresh before we get out of here. Let's get to some of your tweets. Brian from Washington, our Pacific Northwest yinzer, tweets us and says, I'm 23 and realize how spoiled we've been as fans over the years with Tomlin and Ben at the helm." 23? Brian, I know you're out there in the truck all the time, driving all over the Northwest. I didn't know you were only 23 years old, cousin. Jeez, you're making me feel old. I mean, I'm 30, all right? And I say that all the time, how spoiled I've been as a fan in this town. Ta- Ben Roethlisberger been the quarterback of the Steelers for over half my life. Think about how ridiculous that is for me. Hall of Fame quarterback for over half my life. I mean, I've got friends that are my age that are Jets fans, that are Browns fans. They probably hate me. They would just kill for a couple years of a future Hall of Fame quarterback. I've had one for 18 for over half my life. Uh, geez too, you want to take this to the next step? Sidney Crosby, captain of the Penguins for over half my life. Those guys, what? Between Ben and Sid, uh, quick math, seven trips either to the Super Bowl or the Stanley Cup, right? Three for Ben, four for Sid. Quick math, that's seven. Sid's won three. Ben's won two. That's five championships that those guys have given me. Over half my life, they've been at the helm of my favorite teams, their future Hall of Famers, Mike Tomlin as well, too, certainly. Half my life, he's been the Steelers head coach. That's wild. We have been spoiled. And you know what? A lot of the stuff that we complain about about Ben, and I'm guilty of that too, a lot of things we complain about about Mike Tomlin, and we're all guilty of that too, we could realize really how spoiled we are in the the next few years. It is certainly possible that the Steelers go out this offseason, and they find their next quarterback of the future. But it's also certainly possible that they could struggle to do so for a little while. But anyways... Brian saying, how spoiled we've been as fans over the years with Tomlin and Ben at the helm. I'm interested and excited to see how it will look uh, without Ben, and I would like to see Mason get a real shot once Ben retires. Thanks for the entertainment while in the truck all day. Uh, thanks for listening, Brian, and as always, stay safe out there while you're driving around in Northwest. Um, in a weird way, I am excited to to see the next chapter because, again, my really entire life as a as a I mean since I was 12 years old it's been Ben and and shortly after that it's been Tomlin as much as I know we're spoiled by that as much as I know and believe well I know Ben Roethlisberger a future Hall of Famer I think Mike Tomlin as long as he coaches for a few more years is is going to be without a doubter for sure I think Tomlin's a Hall of Famer already but you know give him another few years as a coach I I I think that, that that'll be taken care of as well too as much as I know that we're blessed, that we're spoiled to have those caliber of talents, I am interested to see what it looks like afterwards, too. Just because it's... <laughs> There's been stability my entire life, dang it, I'm ready for some chaos. I'll be ready for some chaos for like one season, and then I'll be sitting there in bed crying, looking at pictures of the good old days. <laughs> but it is... It's, it's, these next couple years are certainly going to, I think, test uh, a lot of the, uh, the metal... Steelers Nation for sure. Um, let's see here. Our buddy Steeler Nation 920 uh, says this generation of tacklers is subpar across the board and will be until teams actually start tackling in practice. Warm bodies instead of tackling dummies. Hey, 920 from your ears to Craig Wolfley's heart. I mean, this is something that we it feels like we debate every single training camp. Arthur Motes talks about this too. Uh, you, have, you only have so many opportunities in an NFL season to really practice football because only so many pratted practices leading up to the season. You're only allowed, I think, 15 or 16 throughout the course of the season. It, it, it's certainly, uh, I think, a, a fair point to make. You know, that in the process of um, players association and CBAs and all this stuff, that have done, for sure, so much good for the National Football League and for its players, maybe this is, is one of those areas where it has been a double-edged sword. Maybe in the process of trying to keep players healthy, keep players safer, we've actually made it you know more difficult for them to get their, their bodies into tackling shape. You know, like I said, Nation 920, from, from your ears to Craig Wolfley's heart, for sure. Uh, 920 also wants to know, uh, out of these four wide receivers, you got to pick two. Two got to go. Hines Ward, San Antonio Holmes, A.B., Lynn Swan. Woo! I mean, this is actually really easy for me. I'm going Hines and A.B., without a doubt. You get thunder and you get lightning. Uh, you get the most well-rounded receiver in Steelers history, and you get the most dynamic and electric and probably most talented receiver in Steelers history. I mean, Hines Ward, A.B. is your one-two punch. you kidding me. And I think Lynn Swan was phenomenal. San Antonio Holmes is one of my favorite Steelers of all time. I've stated that here before. First job I got when I was 16 years old at Target. My first paycheck, I bought a San Antonio Holmes jersey. Love that guy. But, I mean, right? You can tell me if I'm wrong on Twitter, but it's, it's, it's Heinz Ward and it's AB. I mean, those guys are literally thunder and lightning. It'd be a hell of a combination. Sensei tweets me. Do you think James Washington is leaving this offseason? It's starting to feel like even with his increase in snaps that it doesn't seem to be working out. Yes, I do. I felt that since training camp, Sensei, um, and even more so now. It feels like every opportunity, or maybe I should state this differently, it feels like every time that we think, oh, here comes James Washington's opportunity, it just isn't what we think it's going to be. From his standpoint, from the team's standpoint, sometimes in his performance, sometimes in the just pure amount of reps that he gets. But it does feel like, you know, barring a big change here in the last eight games, because there is still, as you heard Cam Hayward say, eight games. That's like a high school football entire season. There's a lot of football left to be played. Um, but as we stand here right now, yes. If I was a betting man, which I am, uh, I would say that James Washington would likely uh, be seeking employment elsewhere. This offseason, Julie talking about Chris and I's uh, expansion conversations. He says, Toronto in all capital letters. That would be weird for me. I've been part of Steeler Nation Toronto since 1974. That's always my question, right? Like. uh, When the Nationals, Washington Nationals became a a, a baseball team like what, like 11 or 12 years ago, what about all those fans in that area that were fans of, you know, like the Baltimore Orioles or, or another team? Did they all of a sudden start rooting for the Nats? What about, right, like the Seattle Kraken? There's a new NHL expansion franchise this year. You know that Seattle, like people in Seattle, the ones that liked hockey, had a hockey team to root for. They've been rooting for Vancouver. They've been rooting for, I don't know, maybe San Jose or or one of the California teams. What happens now that they have their own team? I know if you've been a diehard Steeler fan and you're in Toronto, you're not all of a sudden going to switch your allegiances just because Toronto gets an NFL team, but maybe you would kind of pull for them as well too. I think a good example for us here locally, there's a lot, you know, this is surprising, but there are actually a lot of basketball fans in Pittsburgh. They don't have a very loud voice. They don't have much of a platform, but there are plenty of NBA fans in Pittsburgh. A lot of Cavs fans, a lot of Sixers fans, you know, maybe some Lakers fans, just people who randomly, like we used to work with a guy, Alex here, who was a Toronto Raptors fan just because he loved basketball and that was the team that he picked growing up with no team in Pittsburgh. Like if you're a diehard fan of another NBA team and and, and Pittsburgh got an NBA team now see if that was the case for me I like the NBA but I don't I don't have a die I'm not a it's the one sport where I feel like I can just watch and enjoy it and I don't have to have a horse in the race but that would be weird if Pittsburgh got an NBA team for all the guys that have you know been all the guys and girls everyone here in Pittsburgh that has been a fan of an NBA team for 10 20 30 years would you all of a sudden stop rooting for them and start rooting for the Pittsburgh team? I don't know. I'd be interested to know to to see what people think on that because I know that that's happened before. It certainly has like the, the Washington Nationals example that I gave like the Seattle Kraken example that I just gave yeah i i'd be interested to get your to get your guys take on that. Let me do a uh refresh of the tweets as we get out of here um. Da, 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 da. Jared said be careful for one in chaos you remember 19 Germany <laughs> 1920s Germany remember how that ended all right Jared oh right I mean the Steelers if they're really bad and they have to search for their next hall of fame quarterback it's not going to be life and death although hey maybe for some of us with the way we live and die with all the games <laughs> Cuban Dan says, tweeting to say you didn't didn't feel like you needed any help today. Great clips and awesome Chris Carter splash. Well, thanks, Cuban Dan. I appreciate it as always. Uh, TC says, I grew up in the 80s. You fans are always in a hurry to get to the next guy. Or you fans in a hurry to get to the next guy better slow down. I've been there. It's not fun. Yeah, TC, I, I definitely uh, err on your side of caution. I agree. I've just never experienced that, though. So the unknown is still kind of exciting. But my goodness, I think it was... Was it Irie who tweeted yesterday and said, I think we can all put the rest now that this Pittsburgh Steelers team, Ben Roethlisberger, gives them the best chance to win? And that is certainly the case. I mean, come on, it is a little intriguing. I never know who could be next. It might be sitting on a bench somewhere in college right now. It might be. Drinking quarter beers down at their favorite watering hole in their college town. David tweets us and says, A possibility of no TJ this week. That Melvin Ingram insurance policy would have come in handy right about now. Didn't think that nasty divorce would come back to haunt us so quickly. Did you not, though? Like, the moment that they traded Melvin Ingram, didn't you know that TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith were going to miss some games? That's just how these things work. (laughs) Like, the second Melvin Ingram was traded, my first thought was, ah, well, TJ or Alex Highsmith is going to get injured. Not long-term, but they're going to miss a game. They're going to miss a half, something like that. And we're all going to be saying, what if? And here we are. Rod Dalla, I'm 31. I've been spoiled as a Steelers fan my whole life. Can't remember us having a losing season. That's how I am. T- I mean, I was 12 the last time the Steelers had a losing season. You think I was really that in tune with the team? You think I was really upset that the Steelers had it down here? Tommy Maddox and the Steelers went 6-10. and I mean, I do remember them losing to the Ravens the last week of that season in overtime, a pointless game that ended up not being pointless because it allowed the Steelers to move up and get Ben Roethlisberger, so thanks to Brian Billick in Baltimore for that one. Rod Dalla also says, who would you rather see get a helmet on Sunday, Carl Joseph or Akilah Witherspoon? I mean, come on, Rod Dalla, did you have to ask that question? Carl Joseph, one, because when we've seen him out there, unlike Witherspoon, he hasn't been burnt toast, and two, only one of those guys – Went to WVU. I mean, come on, cousin. Sensei tweets me and says, every time I hear Cam Hayward speak, I just think of Jefferson Pierce from Black Lightning. That's good. I wish I would have run that one by Chris Carter because Chris Carter is a fellow nerd. He's a fellow comic book guy. Uh, That's good, Sensei. That's good. Uh, DJ said, had a great time uh, last weekend. First trip to Pittsburgh. It was amazing. Thanks for the food recommendations. Hoping to see some more consistency out of our receivers and continued involvement for Najee Harris. Also hoping to see Trent Jordan, Ben, Joe Hayden, Fitz on the field. Give the rock to Najee. Yeah, you know what? Earlier in the last segment when I was talking about all the injuries, I I totally forgot about Joe Hayden. Jeez Louise. Wallace says, what's the best pie for Thanksgiving? I got to have pecan with a big dollop of real whipped cream. Uh, I like pumpkin and pecan. I got to have a slice of each. I think those are the chief most Thanksgiving pies, if you ask me. Wallace also says, it seems like the NFL wants a franchise in London, but it can't seem feasible. Expect a team uh, to do intercontinental travel at least eight times per season. Completely agree. As much as in theory, like, hey, I would love it if, if London got an NFL team and if, if America got a, a Premier League team. In theory, that would be great. It's just not feasible with the travel. It's just not. Look at how hard it is, you know, uh, for a lot of professional sports teams that just have to travel from, like, California to Pennsylvania or New York City to Seattle. Now imagine if you're traveling from Seattle to London That just that's. It's it's a half. It's over a half of a day on a plane. It's 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 just not realistic. Even in the NFL, where you're only playing one game a week, it's just not realistic. Mister Taylor says this has been such a wacky season. I won't be surprised when the Lions beat the Browns this weekend. Ah, come on, Detroit, let's go. Wallace says I'm not really missing Ingram, um, two tackles and sixty snaps for the Chiefs. Hey. Uh, he hasn't been great in Kansas City, but I would still like him at this point. Jason says, I remember living through the Bubby Brister years. <laughs> Julie says, I bleed black and gold, so a Toronto team uh, would be a team that, I've, that I would, would root for unless playing the Steelers. Just don't put Toronto in the AFC North. Rod Dallas says the only way I'm rooting for a Pittsburgh basketball team is if LeBron comes to play for them. Rod must be one of those just follows LeBron wherever he goes, (laughs) guys. That that's that's the interesting one to me. I know there's I know there's NBA fans in Pittsburgh. A lot of Cavs fans, some Sixers fans. I think plenty of just Lakers and Celtics and and Bulls, you know, some of the bigger franchises. A lot of lot of kids that have grown up Golden State, Warriors fans in Pittsburgh the last few years. I'd be interested. I'd be real interested. I I wish I could speak to that one because, again, I like the NBA. When I lived in Cleveland, I rooted. When I lived outside of Cleveland in Ohio, I rooted for the Cavs. When I lived in Philly, I rooted for the Sixers. Not hardcore, right? Like, I wasn't screaming and yelling and buying all kinds of gear or anything like that. But I've been to a lot of NBA games in my life. I think they're a blast. I've been to a handful of Cavs games. I've been to a handful of Sixers games. I've been to Bulls games. I've been to Orlando Magic games. I. I, I, I do not have a team that I truly, like, emotionally support, though, in the NBA. Right now, I kind of wish I did so that I could give you my hypothetical of if, if Pittsburgh got a team and how I would probably ditch that team. But a lot of it, I think, would depend on what they've given you to. Like, if you've been a Steelers fan, let's say um, say that the NFL awards an expansion prize to Toronto, right? We'll use Julie as the example here because this works well. Someone like Julie, who's been a Steelers fan since the 70s, it lives in Toronto. What if Toronto got a team? See, the Steelers have given Julie a lot of, a lot of memories, a lot of positivity. I think though that like if you were a fan of the Detroit Lions <laughs> and you had the opportunity to jump ship, it might be a little bit easier, right? Like if if Pittsburgh for I, I've I don't love baseball. I think baseball is a fine sport. I don't love it. I like football, I like hockey, I like soccer, I like basketball a lot more, but, but but baseball's fine. I wish the Pirates were good, I really do. I'm a Pirates fan, I wouldn't say I love the Pirates, but <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. How could you, being 30 years old and the team hasn't won a playoff series or a division title your entire life? But again, that's a completely different conversation. But like if Pittsburgh got a second baseball team, and that's not even the same conversation really though. But if Pittsburgh got a second baseball team, I don't know, maybe I could start rooting for them because the Pirates haven't really given me much in life. But yeah, if you've been a Steelers fan for decades, if you've been a fan of some other NBA team for decades, and then all of a sudden a team moves to your town, I think it would be hard to to turn away from your lifelong team and embrace your hometown team, if that makes sense. I am really intrigued by this, as you could tell. I think, though, like I said... If if your team that you've been rooting for throughout the years has has done right by you, if they've won championships, if they've had a lot of good seasons, if they've given you good memories, it would be harder to start rooting for somebody else. But if the team that you've been rooting for for decades has given you diddly squat and they're putzly and they never win anything, well, then maybe it'd be a little bit easier. That's my verdict. And I'm sticking to it. Thanks to everybody who tweeted in today. You know I appreciate you guys every single day, but especially on these days when Arthur Motes is out. He will be back tomorrow, and so we'll do a little catch-up tomorrow. I think Motes will probably want to host tomorrow on a Thursday. We'll have three things Thursday. We'll get into uh, a little advanced scouting for the weekend here and, and hopefully have some, um, <laughs> some updated, shall we say, injury reports as well too uh, as we are waiting for the status of a lot of key Steelers, both COVID and injury-wise, heading into the weekend. So that'll do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Thanks to all of you again for tweeting. Thanks to my buddy Chris Carter for joining me there in the second segment as well. Take care now. Bye-bye then. We'll talk to you tomorrow at high noon, as always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio.